and welcome back to habeas corpses on this episode we are going to be talking about uh phobias did you i was about to say did you forget already <laughs> you started no i just um... i just didn't really know how to introduce it because usually it's like a movie title and be like the one the only 1985 or like a crime spree but we're we're kind the of Zodiac building killer. on something that we did in our last episode and so our last childhood episode fears. was childhood fears, and me and Lacey got talking about it. We're like, Suppressed hey, trauma. Let's let's talk about phobias that people have. So, again, we have Alex with us. Um, he's not like a super expert in this field, but he's got a lot of knowledge in it. I mean, he's literally he's got a, a lot of phobias. He's, he's, he's scared of everything. <laughs> he's got a book. Laid he's out scared of podcasts. It's very brave of him to be here. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think that. This is going to be an enjoyable episode. We're going to... I didn't do any research on it. <laughs> it's going to be great. All. Everyone else is going to carry my weight. <laughs> exactly. I'm here for comedic relief. Well, literally, so... I did like 10 minutes of research. That's something. Well, I believe Alex was like asking... What was it? You were asking me just like not too long ago, maybe four or five hours ago, when do you want to do that one? And I was like, well, shit. I don't know. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do it oh, can't do it Saturday. Ah, fuck it. Let's do it tonight. So well, we had also planned on doing something tonight, like a yeah spooky camp out, but but it rain, rain and rain, pit. snow in the rain. mountains. Everywhere's a mud pit right now in Utah. It's an it's amazing how much rain and snow we've gotten. But yeah, you know what? Climate change is not real. <laughs> Just saying. Whoa, this is this is too edgy for a podcast by being scared. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am afraid of climate change. <laughs> I'm afraid of Al Gore, so we're kind of close <laughs> to the same page. <laughs> oh man. So real quickly, um I know every one of us has a phobia that's sitting at this table. I mean it's kind of I have like seven. Not well, me, I'm perfect. <laughs> no, you already admitted you hate podcasts. Oh shit. <laughs> and Al Gore. <laughs> <laughs> well that's two. It's <laughs> at least two. So um let's go with Lacey then, really quick. What is your number one phobia between just you? What what is it? Someone like, breaking into the house. Uh, number well, what's two that called? would be oh well I don't know. <laughs> oh, there is a name for Burglarophobia. it. Burglarophobia. <laughs> Burglar Hold on. There's a whole. There is a name for it, but it's. I'm not going to pronounce it right, just so everybody knows. Awkward silence. Do, 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 do. Ah, sorry, Miss. We don't give a shit Shut anymore. Shut up. I'm gonna. It's. It's called <laughs> sclerophobia. Let me see. That is that. when you are afraid of the fear. Or you, <laughs> you're afraid of the fear. You have a fear of home invasion. Really? Yeah. So you really think that's a phobia of yours? I do. Hmm. There's also, um, I'm also afraid of heights, and um, I'm a, I'm sort of afraid of spiders, but I wouldn't say that I have like a full blown phobia of such. Um, I think that there's one that like you're afraid of punishment, which I think falls under like my fear of being yelled at. <laughs> or you could just be a BDSM fan. <laughs> No, that, anti BDSM. That's, actually the, <laughs> yeah. that's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> You're called a masochist. <laughs> um, Go to the sex store and see a gimp mask and have a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> it's the zipper mouth. That's what gets me. Um, and then I'm also um, somewhat afraid of the dark, as we talked about in the last episode. Like, I run up the stairs. Kay. Even like the last couple nights, I've been like, spooky dark in this bedroom. That was a good well, Alex impersonation. That was really good. <laughs> I thought I was talking there for a minute. Um, let's focus on your number one though, real okay. quick. Your fear Skeller. of what? What? Skelerophobia. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. So this is the fear of home invasion. Where do you think this stems from? Did you so, have you always had I've, this? Yes, I've always had it for sure. And I researched like where it comes from because like my question like all, like was what how do phobias form like what happens and there's not an answer for example agoraphobia there's not a straightforward answer on that one but on this one there's two reasons that it would um form would be trauma or genetics and under genetics it's kind of a, bl a blanket term whereas like if a if a family member had a tra traumatic experience and they really pushed it on you that that's how um you can come to have that fear 
and I think that's why I have it. Like, my mom was like, you can't go out at night because you don't know what kind of monsters are out, and you always have to lock the doors, even when everybody in the house is home, and make sure all your windows are locked, and, like, that has terrified me clearly because of how many instances I've had where I'm, like, literally sobbing because I think someone's breaking into the house. Alex looks like he had a comment there. So, 50% of panic attacks are actually due to true alarms. So, you experience something, and then that causes you to have that. Uh, so... The, for everyone who doesn't know, because no one, I'm, I'm sure, uh, I'm actually a psychology teacher, and one of the things we talk about is panic and panic disorders. So 50% actually happen from what's called a true alarm. A true alarm is when you experience something like a home invasion, and because you've experienced that home invasion, it creates that phobia. So in general, half of phobias have an explanation in true right. alarms. And what you're talking about is what's called observed phobia. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily... Not necessarily something that you get from firsthand experience, but it can be taught. So a lot, like a lot of animal phobias are that way. People are afraid of dogs, and they teach their kids, touch that dog, and they'll bite your little pecker off. That's why I think I'm afraid of spiders. (laughs) Because your parents are like, spider will bite your pecker off. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I'm a girl. (laughs) It's too late! (laughs) Well, and I think that's why I'm literally afraid of yelling. Literally. Like... I know that I was yelled at often as a kid. I know that yelling literally rewrites, rewires your brain. If you even raise your voice, I'm in tears. Like, it's that fight or flight response. I also learned today. There's a third part of that, which is freeze, which is how kids most often respond, which is how I responded as a kid. And those cute goats on YouTube. turns into stonewalling, which is something I just barely learned how to stop doing. But that's why, like, that's why I would be afraid of that. You're not a fan of Stonewall Jackson anymore? Okay, that's literally not the same thing. <laughs> Come on. No, like... Build that wall, tear down that Stonewall Jackson. <laughs> that's what you get to say to me the next time I, I disassociate. That's another term for that. I literally am afraid of being yelled at. I don't like to be yelled at. I was yelled at daily. Well, I don't think anyone likes to be yelled at. No, so it's, when it's does that different. become like a phobia? It's because when it's so regularly occurring. So when you, uh, when a when a child, I was reading about it today, and I don't have, a, I'm not an expert. Well, just, consult the expert. He's sitting right there. <laughs> so when you, because the kids, their prefrontal cortex is not totally formed, and so they're learning. And being yelled at constantly so the fight or flight or freeze response is being invoked consistently. And so their brain rewires. And then you hear that you're being yelled at and you're literally in panic. And I would freeze. And that's really common that I was reading with kids because they can't run away. It's their parent. They can't attack them. It's their parent. So they freeze. And that's what later in turns to the stonewalling and the disassociating because you're numbing yourself you're hoping that you stand so still that they go away but because literally that's literally what it is people's vision is based off of the tyrannosaurus (laughs) 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 lacy's like lacy is it's that jurassic park scene and her mom or dad comes crashing through that electric fence they start yelling and then (laughs) stop yelling and look around and go Lacey, where'd you go? (laughs) And I have so many vivid memories of being yelled at. And it was always like my mom would be at the top of the, we had like this little five stair landing in our house and she would always stand at the top and my bedroom was in the basement. I'd be right by the basement door and I would just be frozen in terror because she wouldn't stop screaming. Not just yelling like you shouldn't do that, literally screaming. And so I was reading that it's acceptable to yell at your kids when it's needed. Like, oh, don't do that. You're going to get hurt. But it is not okay because it breaks down. Like, it's not okay to do it on a daily basis or more than that because it breaks down that trust. And that's where the abandonment issues come from. And there's this whole, there's a whole thing to it. The whole thing. Okay. But, like, I literally get upset and I am scared of yelling. So you're scared of yelling. Mm-hmm. You're scared of spiders. And you're scared of people breaking into the house. And I'm scared of heights. And Fuck heights. scared of spiders breaking into the house and yelling at you. <laughs> While they're up high. <laughs> she literally. Really, really tall spiders. Daddy long legs. <laughs> Eight-legged freaks is a terrifying movie for you then. It's a weird movie for sure. David Arquette. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, goofy. I, I do... I do... Um, see where you're coming from with the the learned thing and i'm Mm -hmm. kind of curious with alex's uh opinion on this because i used to have arachnophobia very bad 
Mm-hmm. Um, I remember an instance when I was younger. I was at uh, my dad's place of work, and we were doing like a picnic outside, and all of a sudden, like I got a, a bite that turned into like a rash. And it it's got just a mosquito bite. Your it, mom it, freaked out. Well, it got really bad. My just mom kidding. freaked out and took <laughs> me. Kidding. And this is literally what happened. She took me to the Instacare, and you talked about it in the last episode. Yeah, and she's like, oh, "It was a spider. It was a spider." And they're like, "Well, I can't really remember. I was really young. I was like five or six, and I don't know if they said, yeah, it was definitely a spider.' They were like, "Well, it's a bite, and he could be mildly allergic or whatever." Or could develop superpowers. Yeah, <laughs> but from that point spider on, Marcus. for the longest time, my mom Marcus. instilled in my brain that you have to stay away from Marcus. every spider. <laughs> Because they can kill you. And so that, I mean, that developed like arachnophobia for me. I was like, spiders are dangerous. I could die. And like, it was. (laughs) Yelling is dangerous. I could die. (laughs) It wasn't until I got into photography that my fear of spiders went out the window. Yeah, because you can take a mean orb weaver photo. Oh, man. I I capture them. I get as close as I can to get macro photos. (gasps) Fucking Joe. I, I, I love taking pictures of spiders and they don't scare me anymore. But back in the day, That's, they what is terrified that therapy me. Called where like you're afraid of something, so you're forced to face it. Do you know exposure that? therapy? Uh, yeah, where you're introduced to something slowly over time, and you be the term is that you habituize or habituation. So you get so accustomed to something that your arousal response goes away. Maybe that's what that Maybe was. that's what happened in, to me. In a sense, because I, I was like, ooh, I, I exposed myself slowly through photography and lost the phobia. Yeah. But. Please don't yell at me. <laughs> I don't want to be exposed. <laughs> also, don't dangle, in, dangle me and please don't break into the house. <laughs> but Alex, is that. Is that like a fair assumption yeah, that so phobias you, are taught? Yeah. Well, to an extent, again, um, if you get bit by a dog when you're a young child, you have a strong chance of developing something like a fear of dogs. So, again, that's what it means by a true alarm. You experience mm-hmm. something in real life, and then that creates an aversion. But you can definitely learn phobias from family members, friends, watching TV shows. Thank God I'm not afraid of fire. So uh, one of my other phobias is not a, it's not even listed as a phobia, I don't think, because phobias all end in phobia, but I'm a hypochondriac. What's the difference there? So there's something called illness phobia Mm. and hypochondria, hypochondriosis. So they're two different things. One is a fear of getting an illness. And then one is when you have one. So hypochondriosis is when you have something wrong with you, you think that it's something worse. So it's not a fear of ha- getting it. Like, I'm afraid I'm going to get leprosy or something like that. Uh, it's, oh, I have a cough. Oh, it's leprosy. So that's the difference between hypochondriosis and illness phobia. Okay. A fear, so of, ha- I, a fear I, of getting it, it would be illness phobia. Hypochondriosis would be, there's something wrong with me. And I checked WebMD and MD, WebMD confirms I stubbed my toe. I have three days left to live. Okay. I better I'm watch totally that a hypochondriac video. Because I do not... I don't have illness phobia. I'm not afraid of getting things. No, but if I have not. a migraine, I quickly go to. I have a I've stage four brain, a brain tumor, tumor, and for I'm 10 dead. Years. <laughs> now you know. It's an educational podcast. Let's. let's uh, it's not just a horror <laughs> podcast. It's not just a true crime podcast. Let's dumb it down with some fart jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do that, Lacey. You can literally uh, turn around. Put the mic to your butt and we'll get some. I got <laughs> it all out gross. earlier. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm, I went on this list of phobias and arachnophobia. So it's the top 100 phobias in the world. Arachnophobia is actually number one. And it's 48% more likely. Because nobody should have eight legs. <laughs> in women yeah. than it is in men. And I. Because we're afraid of everything. I've heard this idea though also. Of why people have phobias and fears of like spiders and snakes. And a lot of people attribute it to genetics. Like we've genetically been designed to fear Mm -hmm. those things. What is your guys' opinions on that? That's what I was going to say. Because like I have, I've never had a poor, I've never had a bad experience with a spider. But my mom was really afraid of them. Her dad used to like, he would kill a bug and he would like chase her around the house with it in a tissue and um 
like so she was like spiders are bad spiders are scary and so i don't like i like she would scream so i would scream and like i feel like that's why i'm afraid of spiders and i don't like them hate them they're gross they're yucky i don't like things that are crawling on me don't i'm not a fan well, that wasn't what I was asking. <laughs> no, but I'm, I was going somewhere with it, and I forgot. <laughs> so as far as we know, the only fear that's innate and inborn is a fear of loud noises. Other than that, everything is... You have to have a genetic predisposition to it, uh, but there's nothing that is... Everyone has this. Um, there's something called resiliency. So you can be genetically predisposed to have something, but you also have resiliency. The same way I think of... I have friends who... Uh, drink all the time every weekend you'd be like you're an alcoholic and they go i can quit anytime i want and then they actually quit and they quit drinking for a long time because while alcoholism is genetically linked there's a resiliency to it it's the same reason why when you flip that someone can have a beer and then become addicted to alcohol whereas so, somebody else can have 10 shots and yeah be like eh, that's not for me yeah so to be predisposed it's not a binary it's a lot of gray area hmm. uh, one of the things that's really interesting though is we have seen this behavior before Every chimp that's ever been raised in a lab and tested has been afraid of snakes. Really? So chimps are, we believe that chimps are naturally afraid of snakes. Do we know any more on that? Because <laughs> they're icky. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, obviously, though, there are some that are more common than others. Like snakes, spiders, like claustrophobia. Like, like being afraid of heights is incredibly common. Yeah. Uh, what is that called? I don't know. I know claustrophobia, the fear of... Tolophobia. It's a different thing. I don't have it listed on this I little can Google bookie. it. Uh, acrophobia, fear of heights. Oh, okay. Acrophobia. It is on my list. Sorry. Ooh, there's a song named Scalarophobia. Have you guys ever heard of hydrophobia? Men- a fear of being hydrated. The worst. No, it's an actual thing. So You're it's, afraid of being it, hydrated? Yeah, so it's you interesting. Really like so, no, this is like a phobia. <laughs> <laughs> so, aquaphobia and hydrophobia is something that I've always had an interest in because... I thought you were going to say I've always had, and I'm like, no, you don't. You drink like 10 <laughs> cups of water a day. No, but, <laughs> drink a but it's, it's interesting because it's a phobia that's introduced by a viral disease. So like when no, what? <laughs> no, like, like if you were introduced well, to that nasty weird. poo disease in the water, and so you don't like to get in water. Yeah, Lacey's like, like you, you make me not want to do anything anymore. <laughs> I you hate your guts. You're afraid of water. No, so, so it's, it is literally they found when people or animals <laughs> get the virus rabies, they oh. become. Uh, hydrophobia or aqua. Mm-hmm. there's two terms for it they hate water mm-hmm. they will not it like scares them and i it doesn't make any sense to me but it's a phobia that people do have but when this virus is introduced into the brain it like fucks them up and they don't want anything to do with that isn't that weird that is so weird i'm not like pulling this out of my ass i've no. seen videos i've seen criminal minds i know what you're talking about and, I mean, we, you don't have a lot of rabies <laughs> cases in America anymore, but, um, like, India, it's very common. So you can go on YouTube and you can watch these people that have been infected in these. I don't the other want... night I was scared that Raider had rabies because he came in the house and he looked angry. And then I was like, oh, my God, is that rabies? Like, out of nowhere, I, like, was just scared. Yeah, but that's weird. That's a weird phobia that's introduced by a virus, but the virus is literally changing the nervous system. It's yeah. I, I, it rewires your brain, sort of. So it kind of melts it away in a sense. But well, I mean, I I don't know. But is that like? I mean, you can that happens all the time. Viruses things can infect the brain, change the way you think. Viruses and yeah. parasites. I think there's lots of different things that can do that. There, there's that parasite that gets into your brain from fucking cats. Well, first, you should stop fucking cats. cats. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like by cleaning the kitty litter box, man, and it will like rewire your brain. But I just thought that was interesting. It's like there's a straight up phobia out there that can come from a virus. So maybe yeah. some phobias do come from that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff changes behavior all the time. You're just looking at a a change in behavior, but a specific change in behavior. It's it's weird, man. What's your phobias? 
I, I have two that I can think of off the top of my head. First one is probably pretty common. I looked up the name for it uh, while you were talking about whatever. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> rabies, fuck you. <laughs> uh, it's called thalassophobia. I have a fear of open water. Really? Oh, yeah. That shit scares so the shit out of me. Open water, meaning like the ocean? Yeah. I remember going to San Francisco and going to San Francisco Bay. And as soon as the water went up to my waist, I was like, fucking done. Turned around. Uh, ran back to the beach. It scares the shit out of me. The ocean is scary. Hmm. There's a lot of things in there that could kill you. Yeah, especially my second phobia. <laughs> oh, okay, so hang on. Sharks. No, no hang on. I want to like narrow in on this okay. one, though. Okay. So, okay. what do you mean by an open body of water? Like, what well, size is it? That... Uh, it's basically any place that I can't touch the bottom. Okay, so any... Body but of like, water that like your... if I'm at the pool and I have like that's like a small pool yeah, I don't really care if I can't touch that's totally fine I don't doesn't freak me out but you know like where it ends. right uh, but as soon as like when I went to San Francisco and I'm in the, in the water as soon as I felt undertow on my legs I turned around and got right out of the ocean I'm like ah this ten minutes that's enough for me done so even like Lake Powell or something like that would yep. still affect. When I found out Lake Powell was like a hundred feet deep when I went down, I <laughs> really no freaked way. out. Yep. Uh, like, what, are you, what are you worried about? You're not gonna go touch the bottom. But what if I do? <laughs> well, I, there might be bricks attached to your yeah. legs. So okay. Well, what's your second? that freaks oh, me yeah. out? Uh, I'm deadly afraid of octopus. You are. Yeah, dude. This guy must have run, uh, read. Uh, what's that book? The octopus who breaks into your house. <laughs> no, at night? it's like two thousand. <laughs> two thousand leagues under the sea. Under the sea. <laughs> nope, no idea what that is. Uh, it's a movie title. That's all I got. Why are you afraid? Do you know why you're afraid of octopus? I have no idea. They're smart. <laughs> They've got three hearts. They like to live in jars, according to Carl Pilkington. They're creepy. There's the closest things we have Carl to aliens. Yeah, the closest <laughs> things we have to aliens on this earth are octopus. They're majestic to watch from a distance. They freak me the fuck out. They are very smart. Oh. Are they really? Yeah. Yes. Like how so? Uh, they so um, my favorite story about octopus because of course you'd have to know your enemy better than you know yourself. <laughs> He's the, like I've done the, at the Seattle Aquarium. They were cleaning the octopus tanks and they said, "Well, we can put the octopus in the tanks with the sharks, and they can hide in the coral in the ground, and that way the sharks don't get them." And they left. And they came back and there was a shark carcass at the bottom. And it was weird. A shark just died. Oh happened again and it turns out the octopus would go into the coral and then camouflage so that the shark could smell it but not see it and it would sprawl out and then once the shark was over the middle of the octopus it would reach its arms around and strangle the shark yeah that's terrifying fuck you guys <laughs> i hate octopus so much they, um, somewhere in the depths of my facebook is a picture of me uh about Two feet away from the sleeping octopus cage, and I couldn't go any closer because I was about to have a. You were like Madeline. You were like boo hoo. They were like, (laughs) just go closer, and like, I'm gonna fucking kill everybody. Fuck you guys. (laughs) (laughs) The octopus is one of my favorite things at the aquarium. They're so cool and rude looking. They're like, fuck off about my legs and shit. They got like a big brain and lots of legs. Yeah. Fuck them. They yeah they legitimately freak me out. Wow. That's an interesting... And I, That's cool. Uh, and I have no idea where it came from. <laughs> I was never attacked by an octopus. I was never, never went to Disneyland and had the Ursula person strangle me. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing Ursula like that happened. you. Yeah. In a bad the way. The bad. <laughs> she gave me the bad touch. <laughs> On the doll show first. <laughs> so, Marcus, tell us about your phobias. I already said that arachnophobia. Was... That's it. That's the only only phobia you have is spiders, and you're over it. He's oh of water. no, um, I'm I'm like you. Um, afraid of octopus, pussy. No. <laughs> I don't like open bodies of water. I'm not about it. Um, but I'm also extremely claustrophobic. So one of my last jobs, I had an office, right? But it was a small office. It was probably. Uh, I don't even know how big it was. I mean, it wasn't like I was in a little box, but it was small enough to where I didn't enjoy that because mm-hmm. it was a small enclosed space and I couldn't see the outside. And uh, I quickly learned 
back in my early 20s that I was afraid of tight spaces because I was going through the fire academy. And most of the people were afraid of, oh, yeah, um, heights. Oh, shit, I hate this. We're on the third story, and they expect us to throw a ladder to the fourth. And I was like, oh, that's no big deal to me. Heights have never bothered me. But when they put us in these little, like, tubes, they were, I don't even know how big the dimensions were. But if you weighed more than 220 pounds, you weren't making it through this damn tube, I swear to God. Um, but you had to go through, like, on oxygen and push your pack in front of you and stuff. And it was, like, 50 feet long. I had a full-on panic attack in this thing. And I, I got out and... It was this like maze. You were blacked out and you're very constricted. And I threw up. I ripped my air tank off and just threw up. And I wasn't the only person who did that either. Like there was a couple of us. But I quickly realized like, nope, this ain't the career for me. I finished the academy and I actually got really top scores and regards and everything. I have all my certifications. I was like, <laughs> if I can't do it in the playland, I'm not going to go <laughs> try this shit in the real world. Fuck you didn't it. tell us this took place in a McDonald's. <laughs> Dude, it was like a McDonald's playland. It was it, in the ball pit. Did those it, freak you out as a kid? No. Oh. No. Because um, they're not as long, maybe? Or you can see better? Yeah, you can see and, I don't know, they're fun. It's in and out of that tube those real quick. It's they not like stuck feet. in that damn tube. because people rub their feet I mean, the insides. I, <laughs> but I, I didn't do the McDonald's playland. I did the Discovery Zone, man. Do you remember the Discovery Zone? Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's dude. make a reference to something no one knows about. That's <laughs> off of Redwood in 54. Yeah. <laughs> you dude. Hell yeah. You were a fucking loser if you didn't have your birthday party at Discovery Zone. <laughs> so true, man. Men in Black laser tag. They had that. They had the, the most of them. Marcus talks about the Discovery Zone like once a week. He, I like, love that place. It. it was a lot of fun. I mean, the Discovery Zone was a shit. <laughs> That's where you proved yourself as a kid. Proving grounds. <laughs> See, I was more of a 49th Street Galleria kid. Yeah, which uh, became the Fun Utah Fundome. And, and now it's AISU that's yeah. going out of business. Look, there's more references that no one's going to get. <laughs> the Fun Fear Dome of Education. <laughs> I'm afraid of success. I'm going to go to the Fun Dome. <laughs> Um, how do you guys handle your phobias? I don't. I don't go hang out with octopus. <laughs> you just stay far away from them. I lock my doors. I don't go up high. I ask people not to raise their voices. <laughs> um, and I let Gizmo kill the spiders. Dude. But I think it raises an interesting point because there is, uh, if you're not, if you guys aren't familiar, it's the DSM five. It's the basically the big book of here's what's wrong with you and there is specific phobia listed in there but the phobia has to keep you from living a regular life so i don't think many of the things we've talked about really classify as mental disorders in the sense of i'm afraid of octopus so i can't leave my house because that's where the octopus are but there are plenty of people who have things like agoraphobia you'd mentioned that fear of being outside people are afraid of vehicles uh, people are afraid of light afraid of streets yeah what and that prevents someone from living a normal life. So can a person like that get like on disability and just stay in their home and live know. alone? Hmm. Maybe. I would assume so. Because they can't do their, yeah. They literally you just can't gotta function. Be able, you got to be able to. I mean, some. I would imagine if you can, if you can prove it, if you can approve it, if you can prove it. That I I cannot go in the street. I'm afraid well, of the outside. Come oh, down to come down to the doctor's office this Wednesday. I can't. There's streets out there. <laughs> Touche. Approved. <laughs> Approved. I mean, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a hard process though, because I guess there would be a lot of people that try to fake that shit just to get on disability. Yeah, but like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you don't know. I mean, I I, I, I don't, don't think people try and fake mental disability. I know that they do. I was uh, like one of the things that kid like uh, I guess kids with autism are they're either very drawn to streets or very afraid of them, um, and so like with the autism you could be able to prove like my kid can't go outside like so I think that that's a thing maybe. What's it? There's one that's literally you're afraid of working. 
You're literally afraid of working. Um, laziness. <laughs> okay, if somebody who's afraid of working is going to listen to our podcast, they're going to be offended. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> if you're afraid of working, you're just lazy. And it has to do with, like, fear of social situations and things like that. Mm. There's the fear of fear itself. There isn't, like, a workophobia disease. There, there is. There gotta be. I'll look up what it's called. It's a real thing. I I mean, you can't just go around being like, well, I'm afraid of working. They're like, they have like massive panic attacks just going to job interviews. Well, that's fine, but that could be classified as anything other than the fear of working. I mean, the fear of performance. That's what it falls under is, is like, it's called ergophobia. Well. A persistent fear of work. Um, their work aversion. Sorry, I was laughing because I was going to say, there go phobia. It's also (laughs) a part of, like, social phobia. Uh, Okay, grudge. Conquering anxiety at the job. There should be names for just about everything. I couldn't find one for octopus. I'm like, I'm not going to bother looking. But a lot of them are. It's called (laughs) octopussy. No, that's. You're going to offend the octopus, female, and cat listeners. Keep that up. Uh, but the majority of them have names, and it's it's just like a, a nomenclature thing. It, it's it's like, more of it's a like labeling movie, term. It's like the rule forty three. If you can think it, there's a porn for it. So if you can think it, there's a fear for it. Yeah, yeah. you guys proved that to me today with diaper porn. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that shit existed. What the fuck? <laughs> Get it together, babe. Yeah, I quickly <laughs> also when I learned about this, I gained a phobia of it <laughs> i was like that is disgusting and terrifying i would and no we're not talking about child pornography uh, like it's... grown people wearing <laughs> diapers if any of you out there are like i was i thought child pornography at first i was like this is disgusting as fuck well it's still disgusting as fuck well it's even <laughs> look at you guys fetish shaming shame shame <laughs> the fear of fetishes what's that it grosses me out i'm sorry i'm gonna look it up hey, isn't that what that's called fetish shaming we're totally yeah. sidetracking here yeah and okay. talking about spooky scary phobias um well, there's spooky scary spooky fetishes um but so yes. while she's looking this up with phobias what does someone do to try and cure themselves <laughs> therapy it's called exposure therapy so the first thing you do is if it's really bad you can take ssris um a lot of people associate what is an ssri it's called a, it's a serotonin reuptake inhibitor a specific serotonin yeah so uh, serotonin anyway is so serotonin is is producing your stomach look at oh, that we know you guys are learning the majority of serotonin is produced in the stomach but it basically spreads throughout the body in essence what it does is it provides more serotonin for what's called a postsynaptic neuron to absorb. So when neurons talk, they send chemicals. And if the one that's receiving the serotonin says, yeah, I don't need any more, take it back. It says, all right, I'll take it back. Uh, it prevents that process from happening. So there's always serotonin to be absorbed from that postsynaptic or the cell that's absorbing the serotonin. Uh, so a lot of people associate that with depression, but the idea is it helps reduce stress and anxiety so it lowers your cortisol levels um so, so do they put a lot of people that are suffering with anxiety and stress on ssris yeah, as well uh, yeah so uh, again the idea is if you have something like agoraphobia uh, ssris can be uh, given because it helps lower levels of stress um but exposure therapy uh, a very common one will do flying a lot of people are afraid of flying going on planes it depends on how crazy the fear is how like if you're just like i don't like to be in an airplane but even but i'm not gonna put you on an ssri like i don't like to fly the first thing they would would put you on ssris is uh if you're doing training so you can combine Mm -hmm. therapies so if you don't respond to behavioral training they'll also start to combine Mm -hmm. the two but the idea is if you're freaking out about the concept of flying it starts very basic okay you're gonna pack your bags as if you're going on a flight Okay, I feel fine with that. Okay, now that you feel fine with that, we're going to get in the car. Okay, I feel comfortable now getting in the car. Okay, now we're going to go to the airport. 
Then we're going to go inside the airport. Then we're going to go inside the airport and go into the terminals. So on and so forth. So you're literally practicing getting on a plane and sitting down and buckling in before going on a flight. Vehicles, same kind of concept. Mm. You don't get put in a car. And they strap would... you in and they're like, good luck. Uh, they, it's a training process. You train your brain to, again, uh, habituize. Okay, this is okay. I'm comfortable. I'm safe. Mm. And then you just keep stacking on top, on top, on top, and on top. Mm. Until your brain becomes comfortable with... Or like What's comfortable you? enough. Like what if you're still scared at the end of the day, but you're not terrified? Like you're able to do it, but you're still scared. Lacey's like, I hate playing. <laughs> I don't like playing. <laughs> he just like the example you gave, I seen her. She's like, how can I solve this? <laughs> yeah, but I don't feel like I have a phobia of it. I've, <laughs> per se. No, I think you have a total phobia of it. You panic your ass off before flying. It's scary. It's not natural for me. Neither is a car. And I'm scared of driving. <laughs> Neither is being inside of a house. That's why we're in a tent. <laughs> I'm afraid of being in a house because I'm afraid of burglars. Right now, we are not recording using power or any technology. We've rigged a wood system up. It's all So that natural. I can practice and have, like, therapy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's, you can't do that with every... Phobia, obviously. Um, one of the more common types of phobia is what's called a blood injury phobia or an injection phobia. And so you can't just start practicing stabbing people with needles and pulling blood out of them. Um, so it's not every it's disorder is that specific. Assholes. But also if you're afraid of needle injections, again, that's not keeping you from living an, you know, your everyday regular it could life. Be if you were diabetic. I would, you'd have to habituate at that point. <laughs> But I also think as a as a diabetic, you would uh, I guess it depends on when you develop your diabetes because I know some people who are like that. But um, yeah, but they also have like a, a cover now, so it's just this little put over your finger. You don't even see it happen. Well, that's not so. like giving yourself insulin. That's checking your blood sugar. Right, but you're not going to be giving yourself insulin all the time. That's uh, true. But by checking your blood sugar, what you're doing is. I know. Starting no no you're starting that process of habituation. Oh. You are constantly like, poking oh, yourself in the needle. It works. Oh, like. Yeah, so it's just. <laughs> Needle, wham, uh, you're all done. I used to, be, I used on, to have a hey, crazy hey, needle phobia, uh, and then I realized that. Is that ta- why you got so many tattoos? I was about to say t- I didn't realize that tattoos were needles, and so I was freaking out the very first time uh, when I got my first piercing. I was freaking out because I'm like, "Oh, the needle's huge!" And now, yeah, whatever, I don't give a shit. I want to know what this diabetes phobia is. No, not a diabetes about. phobia. Like if you're afraid of needles, and you're a diabetic. It's called, it's called brimlophobia. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Joking like old Wilford Brimley, he's gonna talk to me. <laughs> he's gonna talk to me about diabetes, dude. I I don't like needles. I don't think anyone does, but I'm not like terrified I'm, of them. I'm not. I'm indifferent of, of I don't them. Like them, but I'm not afraid of them. I don't have any issue with them. I'm completely indifferent. I don't enjoy like getting a shot or having my blood taken, but I'm I'm. <laughs> You're a liar. You took three shots before you came down here. That's <laughs> a different fucking kind of shot. I'm definitely not afraid of those. <laughs> I have two fucking flasks upstairs. Um. <laughs> I'm not afraid of a shot, except if it's a shot of tequila. Ooh, I don't like tequila. But um, no, like I don't enjoy getting a shot. I don't enjoy getting my blood drawn. Um, but I'm not afraid of it. Like when I went in and got my first tattoo, like I did have some anxiety because I didn't know what that was gonna look like or or feel like. But then I was fine. Like I do not like getting fluids drawn from me i don't like to look at it I, what i don't like about getting fluids drawn is um i don't like the pressure like when when you're getting your blood taken and then they have to pinch it off i guess that's a gross part. <laughs> you know what i'm talking about then it like builds up this I, pressure no, i know exactly what you're talking about you're like, like ooh, yeah, gross i'm like i don't know what's gross other than seeing blood i was thinking of poop oh she's <laughs> like you gotta pinch it off <laughs> I was so I was watching you do the miming of the blood thing. You're like, and then you got to pinch it off. I'm like, okay, why is that gross? Ew, gross. There's blood. Blood so icky. But like, it's just not poop. Oh no. <laughs> I'm not afraid of poop either, but it's nasty. I am deathly afraid of shit, and anyone that's not is not right in the head. Well, I'm I'm not afraid of my own shit. You should be. That can kill you. <laughs> It can break when into your house. When did I see that's how you're going to die. You're going to have like a knock on I the door. I literally, I remember when I was like 
10. I took a like Facebook test and I was like trying to see how I would die. A Facebook test? You know, have those like little Facebook quizzes and then they're like, this is how you're going to die. Um. And mine was um, that I was going to fart so bad in an elevator that I was going to suffocate. <laughs> well, after 10. After... I like that. You remember that after 10 years. <laughs> after well, tonight, was... <laughs> I can fully believe it. <laughs> Don't judge me on my journey. <laughs> Oh man, the one phobia that I I don't know that a lot of people have, and I don't have it either, but I don't get why we don't because they're frightening as fuck. Our natural environment phobias—they're really common. I don't know a lot of people who have them. People afraid of fear of tornadoes, hurricanes, earthquakes. I am. Um, That's her. That I didn't even know that exists. Oh yeah, it's one of the most common types of phobias. Now, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that. Uh, so when I apply to teach, I do will not go teach in Florida because I don't have a phobia of hurricanes. I just don't have to fucking deal with the nightmare of being in a hurricane. So it's not like, oh, hurricanes are going to come and get me in my sleep. Um, <laughs> I but, think Yellowstone or an earthquake is going to come get me in my sleep. <laughs> she literally they does. They keep a whistle and a pair of On a a daily basis, paper man. in my car. Um, but the first time I heard about this was... Uh, I had a teacher in junior high who has an earthquake phobia and we're on a fault line. So why is he here? I don't know. And he refused to park his vehicle under overpasses. So if you're getting on the freeway or there's a freeway over you, he refused to stop. He said, cause if in an earthquake, you're dead. And we'd I say, literally think of that when I go. And we would say, you are more likely to die on your way to work than you are to die. in an You're earthquake more likely to die falling out of bed. Yeah. And so, and so, yeah, but can you guys imagine if you did like break your rule and you're like, oh, these guys gave me this advice? And you're sitting and there, then and then it's like happened, and you're fucked. But you're like, fuck. It's one of the things when you see videos of just how destructive these things are. I remember these being in eighth are. grade and watching like an earthquake video, and I was like, uh 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 uh. And it was like about how Utah was going to have a big earthquake, and that was like, I was so fucking freaked out. It's good to be. Scared and prepared, but you shouldn't. Right. Like... Yeah, the difference between being scared and having a phobia. Yeah. That's where you get the uh, doomsday preppers, and they have their bomb shelters filled with canned beans and stuff. But I mean, I don't even think what... those people have phobias, though. I think they have high they have hobby well, interest. Well, I think I it can be. There's natural disasters. So I think it can be either phobia or paranoia. It depends on on the person. The, yeah. It, it could be uh, one or the other. Um, but I remember when I was in Texas, uh, hearing the tornado sirens freaked me out, but it didn't create a phobia. I wasn't, oh shit, I gotta have everything ready because the tornadoes are coming, the tornadoes are gonna get me, I'm gonna be sleeping, the tornado's gonna come and tuck me in the butt. And that was never a thought, but it's kind of like the, uh, you feel the earth kind of move. There was, before I went to graduate school, it's like three or four years ago, they had that little small earthquake that happened. And I was like, oh shit, this is weird. Everything's moving and I don't know why. But it didn't create some sort of phobia. Hearing the sirens and they say, take your mattress, put it over the top of you, get in your bathtub and hope for the best. Didn't make me afraid of... That's a fucking thing that they told you? Oh, yeah. They said, do you know what you do in a tornado? And I said, I don't know, stand in the doorway. That's what you do in an earthquake. <laughs> and then <laughs> Alex flies away at the doorway. <laughs> and they said, what is... You're going to die, you fucking idiot. I can just, just see, I can just see Alex <laughs> first... There's a fucking tornado warning. So he's like showering, he's naked, he grabs his mattress, and he's like sitting there. He's like, now there's an earthquake warning. So he goes to the fucking the door fucking frame. Door frame with his mattress, and then he just flies off naked, Alex, with he's his mattress. <laughs> in, his, in his diaper. Uh. <laughs> uh no, they told me that. They said, you get in the, your bathtub, you pull your mattress over the top of you, grab your dog, get in the bathtub. The bathtub is relatively safe. The mattress is if anything falls on top of you. And I was like, ah, that sucks. But it never created some sort of phobia. That fucking is awful. <laughs> but it's one of those things where when people say they're afraid of the big one and they have a phobia of it, I totally get it because it's just how scary Mother Nature is. But that said, I don't know a lot of people that have natural disaster phobias. They're really common. Lacey does, man. You fucking mention Yellowstone to her and she freaks out. Oh my god, it's so scary. 
Don't worry. I'm just, you I'm won't be a lot. You won't be around to be afraid of it after it happens. That's true. That is a fact. So that's a very comforting thought. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. But that's so untrue, though. She will be around. You'll be around, and I'll be around. All around. We'll be over there, over there. <laughs> no. There's parts of us everywhere. <laughs> no. Th- I mean, we won't live very long, but we're in the secondary. So my last moments of life are going to be absolutely terrifying, and that's not comfortable. <laughs> Please stop. So, let, let me tell you how you're going to die. Okay, so you're in the secondary. I'm going to die in an elevator because of my farts, not because of fucking yellow snow. No. Thank you. You're going to die telling Marcus, I told you so. <laughs> car oh shit the car and then kaboom <laughs> what's yeah. what is really terrible is you want to be like because i've done a lot of research on yellowstone and super volcano or they're not even called volcanoes it's called a caldera you're in the secondary blast zone mm-hmm. so you don't I know you've explained the secondary you blast don't zone die to too many fucking times die initially what sucks is you get so much ash cloud inversion that you literally start breathing it in and what happens is it mixes with your alveola is what it's called in your lungs i think you said that and touched your areolas alveola it's in your lungs and what happens is that mixes and lactating your uh the ash gets in there and your lungs become concrete and you slowly suffocate to death so it's even worse i fucking know that because you enjoy telling me that and i don't like it but that's interesting i didn't know there was a phobia of natural disasters and what's interesting is when you have a phobia of one you're more than likely to have a phobia of multiple. Which she they does. rarely yeah. exist in isolation. No, earthquake, dude, whatever. I'm, I'm only afraid of, currently, earthquakes and Yellowstone, but I'm sure if I lived somewhere where there was a tsunami. She's like, if I went to the Great Plains, I would hate Twister. <laughs> the movie Twister doesn't scare me because it doesn't, it doesn't relate to me. It doesn't apply. Me, because Carrie lived... Ells was terrible in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid of red Dodge trucks. <laughs> oh but if I God. lived out there somewhere, that would I would be scared of that. Bill Paxton would protect me. <laughs> no, nope. no. Well, I guess he wouldn't because he's dead. Couldn't help the lady on the Titanic. How's he gonna help me? <laughs> he he would pull the classic aliens line. We're fucked, man. Fucked. <laughs> 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 oh shit oh god do you guys have anything else to talk about on phobias we're kind of to our like probably gonna wake up in the middle of the night and be like i'm afraid of this too (laughs) we're to the tail end of our episode time length so uh the only thing i'll add is one of the things i think is really interesting is some of them can be culturally specific uh i was telling you guys before we got started in india uh, certain sects of India, they believe semen is sacred and you can only make so much and it's a sign of vitality. So there are milk. phobias that are related to nocturnal emissions that uh, if you jizz in your sleep, you'll lose youth. And so people who have that phobia don't sleep. So what if you drink jizz? Do, you, do they think that they get more youth? It's just called you don't want to know the fountain of youth? You don't want to know the gross <laughs> answer. So there's a lot of weird <laughs> cultural shit. Uh, that's, a, that's an off-topic podcast because we already mentioned child porn once. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And let's keep uh, it at once only. At once only. The other one that and I'm on really. That note. <laughs> the other thing I'm really interested in is something called Pauling, which is in Chinese cultures, which is a fear of the cold. And that's because of the yin and yang. So they're afraid of the dark part of the yin and yang, and cold is associated with negative feelings. So there are people who have a phobia about being cold, being depressed, and being sad. Dude. Because it's the darker part of energy. Have you ever. Uh, spoken with the Native American, they have some really weird phobias and stuff too. <laughs> As Alex is trying not to laugh, <laughs> Alex has a very dark sense of humor. <laughs> I he needs to stay he in his dark place, <laughs> <laughs> and he has to because in this world, if you say anything or laugh at anything negative, you're automatically a piece of shit. 
But no, like Larry. It's not my it's not my podcast. I can't say the horrible things I want to sometimes. <laughs> I already said child porn out loud. <laughs> Twice it's like now. It's the fourth time it, it's been said on this episode. <laughs> but you know Larry. Larry. Yes. Man, he has talked to me about some of the Native American beliefs. It's like nuts. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? And he believes them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not saying oh you're stupid crazy for believing that because that's literally how he's brought up mm-hmm. i mean and how come you think i'm stupid and crazy for being afraid because of I, burglars? I can say that without being labeled a bigot racist piece of shit okay. <laughs> and he's not sitting on the podcast right now if he if he was then he could like collaborate it but mm. he can't mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's just very smart. Sorry, Alex, I don't mean to be playing footsies with you. Oh, that's you? (laughs) Damn it. He's like, damn, I was hoping it was someone else. (laughs) Oh, guys, anyways, so we've talked a lot about phobias and fears and the crazy stuff that happens. Um, And any little last words from any of you guys? I I got... Nothing. Uh, the only thing I think is funny is one of the number one fears is a fear of being alone. But I'm not alone as long as I got you guys. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, don't get caught being alone. One of the major phobias out there. And have a great morning, evening, morning, midday, night, <laughs> whatever you're doing. And we will talk to you later. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to Habeas Corpses, a Dark Quarter production. Intro music by Alex Heinerman, outro music by Marcus Swainston, concept by Lacey Pichelle and Marcus Swainston. You can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Patreon, CastBox, and Apple Podcast.